Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, um, and things are just happening over here. If you are watching on YouTube, you may notice mm, I got some like hair and makeup done for this one, which is, which is definitely not my normal, <laughs> not my normal. I went into podcasting because I didn't have to look pretty because it was supposed to be just verbal, but now we're getting fancy over here on She Slays and like broadening our horizons out to YouTube. And now it's weird too, because like people can see like my facial expressions and where I'm looking. So it's kind of a new form of invasiveness. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> just used to be me and my microphone and uh, my sweatpants and it's changing along with that. My gosh. So we are trying to get a virtual assistant and it's just a little, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. Um, I think that I, a lot of you will resonate with by the time you're ready to hire, like your CA, your second CA, your fifth CA an associate, whatever it is, like you just don't want, you don't have like a ton of abundant energy to put into training this person. And so you're like, oh, I really need someone. And I can't wait until like, they're my right-hand man and it's going to be great. But I'm just dragging my feet because I don't really want to deal with that process. <laughs> and then, you know, like this is a virtual assistant. They're, um, I think they're overseas. They speak English. That is a mandate. Um, but like, you know, this isn't Bethany out of Chicago, just being honest here. Um, and so I'm like, oh, what if I don't like them? It's like getting going on uh, like better help or therapy, you know, where you're like, oh, they got to like, they don't know anything about my childhood or my like issues with my mom or, ugh, or the Enneagram three. And I have to fill them in all this stuff. And then what if I don't like them? Then I have to start over. But the alternative is just um, not doing it, which doesn't seem like a very good alternative at this point. Um, so, so we're moving forward. So I will keep you in the loop on that because I think, I don't know, um, you might want to know where we're going through. I, I can't necessarily recommend them yet because I don't know if they're any good, but, uh, Instagram wore me down and we're going through outsourced doers. There's lots of different companies out there. There's like Bally is one. They might be a little more expensive. You might be working with a Bethany out of Chicago in that scenario. I don't know. Um, and who knows, maybe a year from now, that's where we'll be. But, but right now we are just like in the mud, in the thick of this stuff. Um, okay. So yesterday I was listening to an Ed Milet podcast, which is interesting because for those who've been following along, I really have not been in the like self-help world for a long time. I've kind of been in the, the fictional book world. And so I'm like really in between books. Um, next series book that I'm really into doesn't come out till November. So I'm like, all right, fine, cleaning. I'll listen to something. So I was listening to Ed Milet and he had somebody write in a question that was talking about how another influencer 
or somebody, okay, the person writing the question in was talking about how an influencer they follow on Instagram um, was talking about how one day they woke up and they just didn't feel like doing anything. And so they canceled their day and pulled the covers back over their head and said that like this was their body telling them they needed to rest um, and they were going to listen to that. So this is now, and then she said, what do you think, Ed? Now, what do you think? Ed thought. Ed thought that was horseshit. Um, and he didn't like it at all. And I didn't disagree with his explanation. I'll get into his explanation in a little bit, but I do just give like a little background of why this topic was specifically interesting to me. And like another thing that I'm kind of like in the thick of figuring out, or, you know, like, you know how like certain trends just continually keep coming up uh, for whatever lesson you're supposed to be learning? right now. Um, and for me, I've noticed, so, okay. So we came out of Airbnb world, um, clinic stuff. Like we had some like people leaving that we, and like hiring and then the course. So from about last July 4th to this April, mid April, um, was just like, go just go. And I remember thinking like, okay, we're going to read, we're going to do the course again, which is probably going to start ramping up in November. So I'm just going to take the summer to like chill and rest. Now I didn't really put a lot of like specifics around like what that necessarily meant for me, um, except for, I was kind of saying no to podcast interviews, just, you know, not necessarily planning a lot of vacation. Uh, well, that's not true. We went to Hawaii, but Hawaii. Okay. That was like a part of the rest. Um, so it was just going like, okay, I am here to just rejuvenate because I know. So I think that's where one, I went wrong is that I was vague in how I was resting, but so I've been sleeping in a lot. Um, I only work one morning a week. And so sleeping in, I'm talking about like 7.30, okay? Like sometimes eight. Um, oh, but on the weekends, occasionally I can sleep until nine o'clock, which is this new development. I used to never be able to sleep in, but like we're getting out of that like newborn baby phase. Um, so now I can start to kind of sleep in again too. But anyway, so like staying up later, just, just kind of, you know, not reading um, uh, nonfiction. You know, just kind of reading whatever I want, doing whatever I want, going for a walk, skipping workouts, intuitive eating, just like kind of like that. And on paper, it sounded good. And I won't say that it hasn't been good. I'll say that in the last couple of weeks, so my body's naturally been waking up at 530 and I'm like, oh, I could get up, but I don't want to, and nor do I need to. Um, and nor am I like in the super like growth or like mode where I'm working on a project where, you know, like uh, back Courtney Gowan's in my episode where she was launching Wonder Learn, we were talking about how like when you're on a project, you just, you just want to wake up, right? So I'm like not in one of those. And so I go back to sleep, but like my body kept waking up at like 5.30, just being like, I'm here um, a couple times. This is a little weird. We haven't even gotten to the prayer. This is all like, <laughs> we haven't gotten to the topic of the day yet. Um, but a couple times I woke up with a like worship song, like on like a wormhole, uh, you know, like, or earworm. That's what it's called. Like, just like a certain verse on repeat. So, I mean, I don't know how clear God can get with me of like, get out of bed and open your Bible. But what did I do? I went back to bed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on some things. So anyways, um, so Ed, back to Ed. So he brings up that he doesn't like this and, you know, very just kind of alpha masculine advice, which, um, is something that I was kind of trying to like recover from, which is like, just like that, like you get up, you, you commit to yourself, you do the work, the early worm 
early bird gets the worm, you know, you're going to be better than other people just by showing up like those, like, was like, they're not toxic. I wouldn't call them toxic masculinity, but it's definitely like hustle, go crush your competitors by like being consistent, never break a promise to yourself. Like one more rep, one more thing. And like, you know, it's, it's that. And so I was kind of like, oh, for a while, like, I don't want that. But now I'm kind of like, it's like my body is, I thought that after a certain amount of time of comfort and rest, my body would go, okay, I'm ready to stop being lazy. I'm ready to stop resting because I told you, I thought I did it wrong by like not being very clear about my rest. What I really did unconsciously or subconsciously was go, I'm going to have a lazy summer, which being lazy is different than focusing on rest. You can still wake up early and be focusing on resting and recovery. You know, it's okay to like, listen to your sleep, but like, I wasn't noticing that I was ever getting like caught up or it's like, okay, now I'm going to start waking up early again or any of that. And so it's like, my body is kind of craving more of the discipline again, where it's like, okay, I think that I don't think my body's going to say like, all right, I'm ready to stop being lazy, but there's a part of my brain that is like, "Mm, I think we're ready to get some work done now. Like, but I still don't want to wake up early. My body's like, no, I still want to be lazy. But my brain's like, no, we we're kind of done with this. So I'm really in this in between, between like the feminine, just like go with the flow and listen to that. But then also that masculine energy. And so it's just constantly back and forth and trying to figure out what day, what week, what month, what your body is doing, because you can't necessarily trust the comfort, that comfortable life. It sucks you in. And so I think that's, you know, maybe to kind of put like a 10 minute story uh, to a point is I think that's probably it is like, I think I went for comfort and laziness when I was when I should have been going for like rest and rejuvenation and intentional rest still requires energy. So I don't have the answer for like, what do you do when you're kind of not burnt out, but like, you don't have energy to like, be like, okay, I'm going to go into rest and recovery, which means I'm going to wake up at six and journal and read my Bible. Like what, like, do we put timelines on this? Like how someone, someone give me advice. My goodness. Um, okay. So we're going to do a, oh, I had, okay. You know what? We keep saying feminine is like a lack of comfort though. I'm sorry. I just have one more thing on this because I'm just confused. You know who I need to talk to is I need to talk to Devin Brana. Cause that girl is like the queen of the masculine, the feminine energies. And she has such beautiful ways of expressing things, but like we talk about feminine being this like comfort and going with flow. And then masculine is like this discipline and doing things, even though you don't want to do them. But where does birth fit into that then? Because birth is one of the most feminine things that is done, but are we stepping into our masculine energy while we give birth? Like, Hmm, do you see where I'm confused? Are y'all just like super confused now too? I don't know. So Anyways, on with the show. So we have a listener shout out. So this is actually from a follower on Instagram. um, And it's the Kentucky Pain Institute. Now, I find this fascinating that a clinic named Pain Institute, like, likes my podcast. I'm really sorry if you ever feel like um, you're being judged because I never want to. I just always thought that like people who are into rehab and pain were like, Lauren, you and your little cash practice, get out of here. Like get, we like build millions of dollars to insurance and things like that. So welcome. Um, But it says uh, that they are loving the podcast and social media. Thank you for all that I do is so helpful. It has really helped me get out of a rut that I was in. And now I'm gearing up content again and seeing positive change in my business. Thank you for all that you do. You're welcome. And thanks for listening. And thanks for sending me something nice. And, you know, uh, feel free to tag the podcast and share it on your socials if you feel like it. All right. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to kind of tie together 
our main topic today with some some of the like ramblings. You thought they were ramblings, but they all they all work together. Um, we're gonna do something uh, that I learned about called the prayer of indifference. Maybe you're maybe you're like really good at being a Christian and praying, and this isn't new to you. Um, but we were talking about the prayer of indifference at church this last week, and how it is basically praying that not your intentions. It's letting go of control. It's just asking for like whatever God's intentions are of this. So it's one of the number one reasons that I started praying on the podcast was because I really wanted to go into this from a place of like, what do my listeners need? I don't want, like I have notes that I want to cover because I'm prepared. And that's what you need to do for a good episode and try and not get off topic, especially if you have ADHD. But like the reason I pray is like just, let what needs to come out of me, whichever stories, um, whichever like tangents that my audience needs, like let my heart, my mouth, my brain be guided to do that. So we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to pray. We're going to do a prayer of indifference, which is God help this episode, not be what I need it to be, but what you need it to be. Let the listeners get what message you need them to get help my message resonate with them in a way of which you are guiding them through their lives and just allow me to continue to be a tool a resource for you in helping all of the listeners in your name we pray okay so numbers this is a very very masculine topic and anybody who's new I feel like at this point, I should have said this five minutes ago, but when we talk about masculine, we're not talking about male genitalia here. We're talking about the energy of the universe that is timelines, lists, dates, um, you know, just very metrics, key performance indicators, like just like numbers, numbers, dates, timelines, all of that. It's that very masculine energy. And so then when we talk about the feminine, we're not talking about vaginas. We are talking about like more that like, how does it feel going inward, listening to like what the needs are going with the flow that may even go against the timelines. Okay. So I joke that I'm a recovering alpha male because I, as an Enneagram three am very driven by achievements and achievements for me come in like timelines and like, I'm going to like a goal with a plan. You got a plan to achieve this. So time and time again, I find that I need just more of that feminine in my life, but I have no problem talking about numbers. So before we get into, let's see, I have one, two, three, four things that I do when numbers are down in our clinic, which we're going to get to, and it's going to be great. And you're going to get that advice. But before we go there, I need to let you know that I've been in practice. This will be my 13th year in practice. And the first seven, I don't know, it's been a long time. Um, seven-ish years, we had massive growth, right? Like, I don't even know when I, what year one is like, that doesn't really count. When I bought, bought air quotes here, bought the practice, it was seeing five people a week. Um, so, you know, by the end of year one, it was 150. So whatever percentage that is, but like, once we kind of got chugging, you know, it was 25, 30% growth for multiple years in a row. And then I remember the first year, I want to say it was like year eight where we were on track to only grow 8%. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What are we doing wrong? Why? Why are we only going to grow 8% this year? Um, and at the time I had a very, very smart mathematician in my life as a coach and guide and guru. And he kind of laughed at me and, you know, talked about how like in Cairo world, we don't like to talk about how like growth can plateau a little bit, but at a certain point, 
you can't keep up with that amount of growth. Because if you think about, um, let's say, oh, I hate doing math on live air, but like, let's say that you're seeing 300 people a week, 100% growth. Oh shit. You guys would be you going from 300 to 600 people a week. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So even 50% growth is you going from 300 to 450 a week. Like it starts to become like, that's a lot of scaling. And is it possible? Yeah. But like, again, even if it, you can keep scaling at that rate substantially faster than I, you get to a million dollar practice and you're talking about 25% growth is adding a quarter of a million dollars of revenue like each year. You know, so it just, it, it's, that's a lot of staff and that's a lot. And good for you if you have not had a year where things have started to plateau, you should get like a special sticker or award. Um, so go ahead and send me a DM. But for me, me and my peeps over here, you know, it started to plateau. And so I started to freak out. And so there have been years, so that was like year eight. And there have between now and 2023, over the last six years, there's been a pandemic. There's been years of really big growth. And then there's been years where we've downsized. Like this year, we shut down our like third, it was like, it wasn't like a real clinic, but it was like kind of, it was a location, but like, you know, we were just looking at the profitability and it wasn't there. And so if you look at our numbers this year, because we are, we have one less site, certain numbers are going to look worse. And so like, that's some of the things like, that's kind of that, that first step in all this of what numbers are down for you that you're freaking out about. Okay. Because there, the year that we got out of network with insurance, this was another like profitability situation where we, um, oh God, there's so many numbers, like things where it's like, we got out of network and for, we had less growth that year because we, our Medicaid in our state is amazing. And our area is very heavy in Medicaid. And so our growth slowed substantially, but our revenue did not. Our weekly numbers slowed, but our revenue went up. And so there's so much ego in this. And like, I am, I deserve a crown um, as the queen of ego, or at least being honest about it, where it's like, I love being able to go to a conference and being like, oh, I'm high volume. Yeah. Yeah. We see 600 a week or like, oh yeah, I make a million dollars a year. Like, okay, guess what? I don't make a million dollars a year. I don't. Um, I've joked that I made more money back when our clinic, I, Lauren, made more money from the clinic back when we were seeing half the number of people and, you know, like profitability is just there. So it's that first step of like, okay, let's set all ego aside and really get to the root of like, all right, what are you freaking out about? What number is down for you? Now, this tends to be one of a couple different numbers that someone's going to be freaking out about. So one is money. Like you didn't bring in as much money as you normally do. Now that's a big one. <laughs> like, and to that, I would go like, okay, I've had those years where my husband has come home from our like annual tax thing. I don't go to it anymore. I, am I terrible? I am. Um, I just sent him because I just felt like I was this weird figurehead that was showing up to the annual tax meeting. Like, hello, I'm here for my signature. I don't know why I'm here. Um, because Kirby and I talk about all of our money goals and things at home and he's just the representative at that meeting. So, but I remember one year where he came home and the amount we were reporting as our like income was less for the first time than every single year prior. And I was like, oh, we're poor. 
Like, oh my God, we made $50,000 less this year. And Kirby's like, no, not even remotely. We hit it better. And I was like, but, but according to the taxes, we made less money. And he's like, you cannot look at that number and care. And so like, there was ego in that, right? Like I struggled for a minute being like, but like this, this, you know, so we're going to set all this ego aside and we're going to go like, okay, so is it money? We've got some areas, you know, is that what's freaking you out? Are you freaking out because you aren't getting new patients? Are you freaking out because your weekly visits are down? Now, most people, when they have, when you've been in practice long enough, you're going to have a month, a quarter, or a year where numbers are down. And usually you're freaking out about money being down or weekly visits being down. And, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. So a lot of times if money's down, so is weekly visits. So this is where you go, all right, what number triggered me? Okay, so step one. Which number am I freaking out about? Is it a revenue number or is it a weekly visit number? Now, if it's a weekly visit number, I can tell you that I could wave a magic wand or you could wave a magic wand at your own clinic and offer substantially discounted adjustments and add a hundred people to your week. And I'd go, does it feel good? Or, you know, you could have a patient appreciation day where you give away a bunch of adjustments, you know, now do you feel fixed? And so it's like a lot of times we get so fixated on the weekly visit number. And I do too, because it's the number that we like to brag about as Kairos. Oh, I see. Oh, how many people do yours? This is your clinic. See, but like, that's not a true number of the success of your business. It's not a true number of the trajectory of your business, you know, like there are clinics that see a lot less people than I do and make a lot more money than I do because their office visit average is two or three times what ours is. Like they just, they just run a different model. So looking at that, like which number is triggering you and why is it triggering you? Hey, she slayers. So a question I get asked a lot is what have I found that works best to get new patients in the door? Well, my friends over at the Pediatric Experience have put together the ultimate branding and marketing playbook that does a comprehensive job to answer this question, and they even include a free video training that comes with it. This free guide reveals the secrets to a kick-ass, wildly effective marketing system that consistently brings in over 20 new patients every single month. And guess what? It's all organic. Picture this, a proven approach that will grow your patient numbers while you focus on doing what you do best, providing exceptional chiropractic care. Inside the playbook, you'll discover the five core elements of this powerful marketing system, from crafting a compelling brand to implementing strategic marketing strategies, they've got you covered. If you know PX, Dr. Tony and that crew, they practice exactly what they preach, and it's no different in the latest PDF Plus training they've put together for you. So if you're ready to attract more patients through the door, grow your practice, and dominate your local market, this guide is a must-have for you. So check out the link in the description to get your free download and video training. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 
Okay. Now, if you have somebody smart in your life, like a Kirby, um, maybe you have to pay them. So maybe they're accountant, maybe they're a business coach, something like this. Um, the next step that's going to happen is like going like, okay, let's start to dig into that number a little bit. And let's start looking at your stats. So we keep a lot of stats at our clinic. And the reason we keep a lot of stats is for this moment in time right now. It's like all the stars are aligning and um, it's when we go, oh shit. Anytime that we have gone like, why are numbers down? We immediately go to our stats. Stats are great, but you don't really need them when everything is like, popping bottles of champagne and hitting bonuses and things like that. So when we want to go, okay, what is behind low uh, money? What is behind the low weekly visits? We start with our spreadsheet. So we keep stats on every new patient phone call that comes in. So, and yeah, like, okay, you, all of you, if you are a CA, you're going like, oh my God, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. And if you're boss, if you're the boss, um, you're going, oh my God, my front desk would kill me if I asked them to keep this. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you could get something less meaningful off. If that's really true, maybe you could get something less meaningful off their to-do list because I think stats are important. So we keep stats on every new patient phone call that happens, whether they get on or not. So we have the date. We don't necessarily have the name because if somebody doesn't get on, we may just put like Jane Doe, John Doe, or Baby Doe. Like basically, was it an adult male looking to get on? Was it an adult female looking to get on? Was it an adult calling for their kid? And then if they don't get on, we put a general reason. Uh, wanted to get adjusted that day didn't take, or we didn't take their insurance. Um, I don't know. Why else does somebody else get on or not get on? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty much comes down to those two reasons. So that was a really helpful step for us for a long time uh, because it helped us. We looked and we noticed that the percentage of patients that were getting on. Oh, and where did they hear about us anytime that they can, um, that we can get that, you know, if they're like, I hate you, you don't take my insurance. We're not like, okay, but how did you hear about us? Uh, so if it's organic, we get that also. And so we found that, um, Google ads was actually messing with our new patients. Uh, we were getting a lot of new patient phone calls. And when we looked at like, wow, there's a pretty high percentage that don't get on. These people must not be calling because they know anything about us. Because like, if you're calling because you your kid has ADHD or you have anxiety, or you know, if you've seen our Facebook content, you're not like all of a sudden surprised that like, well, I can't get cracked today, you know, like type of thing. So we kind of were able to look at that stat and go, oh, okay, we're having a lot of phone calls because people are calling our number because we're the number one that one, the number one listing that comes up for chiropractor near me. And so we had to go like, okay, do we want just a bunch of these phone calls? And we decided like, no, we want qualified leads. So we took money off of Google and put it on Facebook because basically Facebook is where they're going to be a little more qualified or pre-filtered lead to call our office. So we keep stats on, did they sign on for day or did they sign up for day one or not? Who took that phone call by the way, because as we get to training, these are good stats. Um, so who took the phone call? Does one CA have a higher percentage of getting people on as a new patient than others? Um, did they show up for day one? Okay. How much time, don't get overwhelmed, okay? How much time was in between the phone call and the day one? Does our day one show up rate uh, suffer when we get past seven days or past nine days or past four days? What do we do with that information? What's our day two show up rate? Now our day two show up rate is like 99 to 100%, which yours should be too. But if it's not, where do we need to train? We need to train on day one. So what's our day two conversion? 
did that day two go straight into an active care plan of three times a week for a certain number of months? If so, how many months did they pay up front or did they pay our weekly option? Or was it kind of like an add-on situation where the kid is asymptomatic mom is what a, you know, like we're, we're just throwing the kid on with wellness. Okay. So like, those are the kind of stats that we start to look at. You know, if we're like, well, we had 37 new patients that month. And then we look and we go, oh, like 30 of them. We were like doing a big push that month for like just adding wellness family members. And so like 30 of them just got added onto weekly care with the family. Like, duh, that that is going to answer like, wait, we had a bunch of new patients, but the money didn't pour in. It's a different situation, right? Um, or the weekly visits didn't go up a ton. Well, because you had a bunch of people starting at once a week instead of three. 30 people starting at once a week versus 30 people starting at three times a week. Huge difference that you're going to see in numbers. We look at the percentage. We keep track of the percentage of people that make it all the way through their care plan and graduate to wellness. Again, that's another stat that's pretty high for us. Um, that's important to me because... Again, from a training standpoint, um, you may have an associate who is nailing day two conversions, but okay. Is it easy to nail a $2,000 three times a week for four months conversation? No, it is not. Is it easier than a lot of people think it is? Yes, it is because the patient has a problem right now and they want you to fix it. So like, fine, fine, fine. I'm getting migraines three times a week, four months, sure, 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 whatever. Here's my credit card, get rid of my migraine. Now, three weeks in or two and a half months in when they're not getting migraines anymore, are they understanding? Did you actually teach them the bigger picture? The bigger picture that as soon as the symptom's gone, no, they're not done yet. There's still work to be done. Did that conversation actually happen in day two? Because it doesn't have to happen in day two to get them to sign on for care, but it does need to happen on the day two conversation in order for them to stick around. So looking at that percentage of like, did people break up with us before they even finished their care plan? Um, we track breakups, you know, like how many families have we had uh, leave care? Is it more than normal? And then we overall track our percentage of wellness versus percentage of active care people. Stats really tell you where to go next. That's why we keep stats because like I said, when things are good, I don't look at the stats. When we are going, um, why have we had two months where we're less than average revenue? We go straight to our stats and we go like, okay, our new patients down. Nope. It's not new patients. Our breakups up. Nope. It's not that is this And when you just start looking at, you know, where, where things are going. I was talking to a doc who was communicating that they had massive, like 400 and some new patients this year so far in half a year, but their numbers are actually down. And so when we started talking about she, you know, and she was like, I'm going to pull every chart to find out where did they go? And it's like, well, do you have to pull every chart? Well, if you're not keeping these kind of stats, then yeah. You might have, you might spend three, four weeks looking, having to go down this huge rabbit hole, figuring out like, okay, how many visits did they stick around for? Or you could just build a nice little spreadsheet and keep those stats now. So that's what I would say. So the stats will then tell you what needs to happen next. So let's say that new patients are just down. Okay. Well, are active care new patients down? or wellness care, like all together. Like, like I said, we've had times where our new patients weren't down, but there was just a lot of wellness people getting on. Um, so you want to start looking at your marketing. This is where, you know, when we've had times, that's where, how we figured out, like we're spending too much in Google and not enough on Facebook because we're getting these not qualified people calling the clinic, wasting time. Also just like kind of bumming out your CAs, right? Like if you have one out of three new patient phone calls is like, oh no, I want to get in somewhere today. And you're like, oh, but we're special. 
Why did, why did like, you know, we love the new patient phone calls who are like, oh, my friend goes there. Like, yep. I understand if I have to wait two weeks, I know I'm going to have to come multiple times. I know you don't take my insurance. That's all fine. Like, Those are the new patients you want. So like what, what's been going on with your marketing? Is it stagnant? Is it lame? How are you showing up? Like looking at what is going on with your marketing are you trying to do too much yourself and not delegate to other people? You know, that's a big reason that marketing will tend to suffer is if you're still holding on to this idea of it needing to be perfect and you're the only one who can be perfect with it. Our staff, I mean, I love them to death, but like they put out more imperfect content than I put out content at all. Okay. And I just want to reiterate this, that this is not a judgment on them. Okay. Like, my staff puts out 90%, maybe more, maybe 95% of the content that happens at our clinic than I do. I do a teeny tiny percentage. Now, if I was responsible for 100% of the content, would I like the content better? Of course it would, because like, I'm amazing. No, like, right? Like we know it would be exactly what our vision for it is. The only reason I call their content imperfect is be anytime it goes against maybe what my vision of what I would have done, or I would have changed the lighting on that. I would have rephrased that, but they're not big things. It's just like little nitpicky perfectiony stuff. And so like getting over that and being like, boom, like quantity, put quantity out there. Are you doing enough in that? You know, taking a look at where your new patients are coming from, are you getting any referrals? I mean, there are clinics that don't do barely any marketing because they just get so many referrals. How's your referral situation going? Do you guys need to look at your system and procedure for referrals and amp it up a little bit? How's your table talk? You know, for those referrals. Um, table talk is also a big one for people quitting care. So like, all right, kind of, all right, people are quitting or, um, you know, if they're quitting, did you do a really awesome day too? And then kind of just trusted that they got it. Like light bulb went off. They got the big picture because they may have gotten it, but like, if it's been six months, they may have forgotten it by now. So like, how's your table talk doing? Are you talking about the nervous system? You know, it's really hard when you have a patient who's been around for six years, you're like, dude, if I talk to them about their nervous system, they are going to like bitch slap me. But like, People are busy and you don't have to be weird about it. Just, just slip it in. Have I talked about table talk on the podcast? I don't know. I don't, I know there's a Patreon episode on it, but I don't know if we have, I'll bring someone on to talk about table talk because I do not think that I am the greatest person in the world on it at all. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'll look for a guest. So, but just, have you been asking more of your patients? So kind of back to the, the dropping off, do you have a high percentage of breakups right now? This tends to come from when you're asking more than you're giving. So did you just go from refer a friend to give us a testimonial, to write a Google review, to can we take pictures? Can we do this? Like, are you just taking too much of your patients without giving back? And then a lot of other things in your stats may come down to, do you need to do some training? So... This can be anywhere from like, how's your day one phone call going? How's your day one tour going? How's your day one doctor talk going? How's your day two going? How's your, like, how's your first or well, second adjustment? So your day three, like, how's the re-exams? How is all that table talk in between? How are your front desk, like communicating? A lot of stuff comes down to, especially the longer you've been in practice, it is, it, it's not going to be huge things. And that's unfortunate. Like, I need you to hear this. So if you're kind of like zoning out, like, hey, wake up for a sec. The longer you're in practice, the less likely it is that the reason your numbers are down is because there's this massive error that you just need to like find the like the hole in the ship that is allowing a ton of water in. Unfortunately, a lot of times, the longer you've been in practice, the more it's these little, these little things, these things that are going to move 
move the needle 1%, move the needle 3%, 5%, little things um, to do. And so it gets harder and harder the longer you're in practice to go like, I don't know what lever to pull. Like, is it new patients? Is it training? Is it our marketing? Is it our table talk? Hey, She Slayers, I have partnered with Well Aligned and Above Down Apparel to give all of my listeners something really special. So listen up, don't skip. A free premium t-shirt, okay? You get a free t-shirt. So just head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your listener offer. That's all you gotta do. Above Down has the coolest and most comfy chiropractic tees that showcase your personality. My favorite is the Mabel. I love it. Um, They're super soft and a great conversation starter if you do seek conversation with, you know, your patients. We call it table talk. What more can you ask for? So I've also been using well-aligned materials for years to educate my patients. They have high-quality ROF folders, patient handouts, office forms, posters, and a ton more. So why recreate the wheel when there's a perfectly designed communication tool ready for you to help educate and inform? Head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your free t-shirt. And I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Like to take a moment to thank one of our primary sponsors of the podcast, Insight CLA. The Insight Tech moves the message off the spine and into the nervous system where the magic of the adjustments can be measured and tracked. Everyone from newborns to seniors are being scanned in my practice and in thousands of other practices like ours so they can be examined and inspired to choose chiropractic care. It's like an instant referral machine because the scans are so visible and informative. Like what patient wouldn't want to know how their nervous system is performing? The staff at CLA are ready to take care of you and answer any questions you may have. They also have an incredible online academy that can help train everyone in the office and help them to feel confident on how to get perfect scans and how to interpret the results. We have been using the Insight technology in our clinics for over seven years now, and it is a complete game changer for conversion, retention, and patient education. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. So, you know, the next thing that we need to look at is, okay, let's start with systems. Do you, so this is for somebody who continually gets up to a certain point and then falls back. Like, oh, we were doing really good. We were like up to 250 And now we're back below 200 again. Like, why does this keep happening? If that's you and those are your numbers um, or whatever your numbers are, but if that, if you really resonate with that, there is somewhere either energetically or systems wise that you are just not equipped to handle what the universe is trying to give you. I'm sorry. I know it's woo woo, but to put a little masculine energy spin on it, you're fucking up somewhere once you get there. Something in your systems is not working. So you need to look through like, are you staffed appropriately for this? Do you need to delegate something out from your staff so your staff feels like they have more bandwidth? Do you have enough bandwidth? You know, you have to really look at those systems. Um, I held on to scanning. Uh not new patients, wellness patients. Um, I know of a couple mentors that I have that once a patient's been around for a couple of years, they scan once a year. And I hated that. I was like, no, I will continue to scan every 12 visits. And so if somebody's weekly, they're getting scanned four times a year. If they're every other, that's twice a year. But like once a year was like, no. And I'm starting to come around to like, okay, maybe if the patient's been around for three years, their nervous system is stable. And like, we've kind of looked at it and it's the same, unless something comes up, of course we'll scan, but like maybe once a year is fine. Like maybe we just are bottlenecking ourselves there for like the scan, the paperwork, the going over the scan. But we also, before we make that decision, go back and look at our stats of like when people drop off, how many visits were like, when how many visits has it been since their last scan? Now, for us, we found that like it was not uncommon for somebody to quit care and they've had a scan within the last like month. 
So we're like, that's a head scratcher. So anyways, it wasn't like somebody for the, for us, we weren't losing people because they didn't understand what we were doing. Ours comes down to like money, people just budgeting and things like that. That continues to be our number one reason that we lose people, but you know, okay. If they valued it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know. I know. I know. I know. Um, so just looking at bottlenecking. All right. So you've looked at what number is freaking you out. You've looked at your stats. Your stats have told you, where do you need to focus next? Is it your marketing? Is it your retention? Is it training? Is it your systems? Now, the last one is, uh, the last recommendation that I have for your numbers is to really ask yourself some tough questions. If you are the leader of the, the visionary of this office, are you bored? Um, and this is something that I have asked myself and had to be confronted with the answer sometimes of like, there have absolutely been times I am a manifesting generator, yo, with ADHD. So like 13 years into practice, have I gotten distracted by, oh, I don't know, a podcast? Oh, I don't know, like a trip to Hawaii? Oh, I don't know, an Airbnb? Like, yeah, I have. And it is something that I have to ask myself frequently of like, hey, your clinic's numbers is often very attached to the magnetism that you have. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you're in clinic 24 seven, you don't have to be there, but like you have to mentally be there too. And so it is this tight rope walk that I'm consistently learning. And every year I'm getting better and better. Uh, you know, how do I keep my magnetism up for the clinic? even if I'm not there eight to five, five days a week. How do I, because my solution to being bored is to like change some shit, which is not always the answer, okay? Sometimes it's the answer, but like sometimes going in and like massively um, disrupting things that are working in your clinic is not the answer. So like, you know, is it something as simple as rearranging a remodel paint? Um, do you just need to go to a weekend seminar? <laughs> like, is that it? Like, has it been a minute since you've gone and been dipped in fire? I don't claim to be one of these Kairos. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe you could, maybe you feel differently. Maybe you listen to the podcast and that re-energizes you. Maybe I'm just don't get re-energized by me. Maybe that's okay. So I reword everything. So I will go like, okay, do I need to go to a very philosophy, woo-rah-rah rah type of event? When was the last time my team went? When was the last time our team bonded? Um, a month ago was the first, like we just went out on a pontoon after like, just for like a little happy hour after work, just we were together for like an hour and a half. And when our staff left, Kirby and I just looked at each other. And we were just like, oh my God, that felt so good. We really had underestimated how impactful time out of clinic, because like, if you guys are just checking things off, if this has become a J-O-B for everyone, there's not going to be energy and magnetism there. So what do you need to do to get yourself, to get your team first on board with loving being around each other and then serving patients again? You know, only you can really figure out, you know, do you need to do a little sabbatical? Like go check yourself into a tiny home uh, for 24 hours, especially, especially for those of us that uh, just have people around us all the time, all the time, little people, big people, spouse people, work people, male people, M-A-I-L, that, M-A-I-L, that was a joke, like your mailman. Um just people. There's very little silence in my life. And so sometimes I just need to go. Like it only maybe happens once a year, but I just go spend a night by myself. So if the numbers are down and like, you're like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, go find some energy. Can like to kind of come back to the idea of planned rest. Have you gotten lazy? Or do you, are you exhausted 
So like most of the time, if you're bored, you've kind of been running a race, growing, trying to grow in practice, trying to grow a practice, and you might be tired. And so inside, instead of resting, did you get lazy? I can tell you, you know the answer for me. I've gotten lazy so many times. And you're like, but I'm so tired. Like, that's okay. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to rest because you know what? There is so much growth that happens some years that have nothing to do with a spreadsheet. I will be 100% honest that 2023, there is some amazing things that are happening in our clinic. Amazing. The leader that I am becoming, the relationship that I am developing with our staff, the the change of opinions that is happening with like rejection and break, there is, God is doing stuff in Blue Hills Chiropractic this year. Now, he's not rolling in the dollars. You know, this is not going to be our best year ever. Um, it's going to be fine, don't worry. But like, that's okay. And I believe that sometimes God sees that we're not making the time for this internal reflection to happen. And so what does he do? Trials and tribulations, right? Like, all right, fine. If you're not going to mandate the time for rest, if you're not going to see the system that's not working, and I don't mean like a new patient phone call. I mean like you micromanaging your employees or your lack of retention with employees or your control needs or whatever. Like if you're not going to see how this is disrupting, not just your clinic, but your life, I'm going to provide an opportunity for you. So keep in mind that some years you might be working your ass off on some things and one part of your life just isn't also growing. That's okay. Like, you know, I remember coming back from maternity leave and I don't remember whether it was the first or the second. I think I had the same thing both times, but our clinic had, I didn't have any associates during both of my maternity leaves. It was just me. And when I went on maternity leave, we were seeing like three, three fifty a week. And when I came back six weeks later, five weeks later with Ty, um, it was like two twenty. So it was like, ah! um, and so, you know, you just got to get back in there and like rebuild it. And it did, but there was and at the time it felt like it was taking forever, but like within two months we had recovered, but we look back. I look back on that time and my life was so about numbers. It was me stepping on the scale every morning, trying to lose baby weight, me pumping in between patients, trying to make more milk. I was never like one of those people who just made massive amounts of milk. So it would be like, ah, I only made 20 some ounces today. I only made 15 ounces today. Like freaking out about how much, like measuring the amount of milk and sustenance coming out of my body while simultaneously trying to lose weight, while simultaneously trying to get back up to over 300. Like my, my life was just during a time where, I mean, six weeks, like I was six weeks postpartum and I was so driven by these numbers at the time. And I just look back at that Lauren and co like, It makes me sad. It makes me sad for her and it's okay. Um, and this wasn't in the notes at all. And I'm pissed off that I'm tearing up or getting sappy, but like, obviously somebody needs to hear this right now. It is okay if there are periods where you are not crushing it. And like, can you please just look at yourself like somebody else would look at you and go, there is something so much more important that you're supposed to be focusing on right now, besides your weight, besides your clinic numbers, besides that. And can you just allow margin for God to do what he needs to do in your life? So I love you. And if you're bored, get your shit together, like figure out how to fall back in love with this career that you chose because it's really awesome. We're not accountants. I feel bad for them. I don't know what they do when they're bored. Go to an accounting seminar and be like, oh my God, we love numbers so much. Oh, write-offs. Actually, I get really excited about write-offs. Um, but do what you gotta do, okay? Do you need to hire? Do you need to revamp? Do you need to get re-excited? But like, just know that like numbers do not define you. They are there to give you answers to questions that you have about like, 
where does your energy need to go and what systems can use improving, but they're not there to judge and define you. So I love you. I hope that you got both the masculine to do from this, the value from this, but I also hope that you got that feminine love of support that wherever you are, it's okay. I see you and like, we're all on this together. So until next week, She Slayers, bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Thank you.